Yes, 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 Top Rope Nation. For better or worse, we're here to talk about it. The 2022 Royal Rumble. (laughs) St. Louis, Missouri. The Dome, whatever it's called now. The Dome at City Center. Something like that. In the books. We've had a night to sleep about it and think about it. And we're ready to break it down and to give it a grade. To take your comments if you're joining us live. Let us know your grade A through F on the 2022 WWE Royal Rumble Premium Live Event. Justin Joint, how you doing this morning? Um, I'm here, buddy. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Uh, it's going to be an interesting one. We had quite the active chat going last night in the Facebook group. So thanks to everyone who joined in there. If you're not already in our Facebook group, join. Most, enter- most entertaining part of the night. Yeah. We got the link here in the broadcast description for you. Ah, uh, God, it was like 600 comments in the group. I could hardly keep up. That's a good problem to have. So great group of people. We had a contest going with the Rumble over on the Patreon page as well for a free t-shirt. So that was a lot of fun. Uh, the show itself, maybe not so much. Not so much at all. Um, Kyle Ross will not be here with us this morning. He's unavailable. It's his wife's birthday weekend. So hope he's having a good time with that. But Kyle did give us his thoughts. I will read some of them on the air as we go. And then myself and Kyle will be back later this week with uh, another flagship Top Rope Nation. It'll be kind of a news-centric show. We're looking at recording that one on Thursday afternoon. So mark your calendars there. I see the grades are already coming in here in the chat, and we'll get to those here in a second. So if you're watching, let us know your grade. I will put those on the air here momentarily. But Justin Joint, let me throw it to you. A through F, your grade for this event. The poop emoji. (laughs) <laughs> that's that's my grade for it. I'm just giving it the poop emoji. <laughs> um, hard to argue with you there. You almost, you know, that's so funny because we didn't talk about this, but I've got something in my head that I've been thinking about all morning to describe my reaction to the show, and you almost stole my thunder with that. <laughs> Sorry, didn't mean to. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna understand here momentarily. My God, look at all these these grades come in. We got an F here. We've got another F, throwing them up on the screen. <laughs> We've got a D minus. Goodness. I mean, yeah, not the most well-received pay-per-view or sorry, premium live event from the WWE. Uh, I got to tell you, looking at our Twitter polls, so we put these polls up, you know, after every single one of these WWE big shows. And this was by far the worst reception we have ever had. Uh, 197 votes as I look right now with 48% giving the show a D or an F. It's quite a swing from a couple of years ago or even last year, the, yeah. the 2020 Royal Rumble, the 2021 Royal Rumble. I pulled those stats to show you and Kyle this morning. Uh, 2020, 46% of our listeners gave that an A, 37% of B. Last year, 41% of the listeners an A, 45% of B. This year, um, less than 6% giving the show an A, about 15% with a B, 30% with a C, 48% with a D or F. So you're just going to give it the old poop emoji, huh, Justin? Yep. Um, <laughs> like I said, I my favorite things of the night were our Facebook discussion thread was uh, a ton of fun. Uh, and yeah, you know, we'll maybe get into the matches. There, there was a couple matches I kind of liked. Uh, and then the Lesnar Lashley promo was the best thing WWE has done in a very long time. Oh yeah, I agree. There was definitely a few things to like on the show. It wasn't like the whole pay-per-view was terrible. I would say it is in the running though for weakest. Uh, I called it a pay-per-view again. Sorry guys. Uh, <laughs> it's, it is in the running though for the worst rumble event of all time. I think that the men's rumble to me is one of the bottom two of all. And we'll get to that when we talk about the men's rubble, uh, women's rubble, probably the worst in the short history of those as well. But as, 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 as the event as a whole goes, I'm just going to put it this way. Justin joint gather around for story time with Mr. Drosty. Cause I have the perfect analogy last night in the Drosty household, 
was a long night. We've got a six-month-old child. And uh, man, she was up almost every single hour. And so as I'm laying there, you know, I get my hopes up that I might get some sleep. Nope, there come the cries. We're walking across the house, getting the baby, wife's feeding the baby a little bit. Just get your hopes up. You might get back to sleep again. <laughs> nope, get woken up again. You know, just like the Royal Rumble, you get your hopes up. Nope, those hopes are tarnished pretty quickly. And then in the end, at 5.45 this morning, yet again, the baby wakes up and I walk across the house. And as I walk across the house, the bathroom light over there is on. And I walk past the bathroom and there is my middle child sitting on the toilet while my oldest child is watching her take a dump. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought to myself, this is exactly what WWE did last night. It was like four hours of watching a company dump on their audience. Gotta give it an F. (laughs) Gotta give it an F, man. I mean, D minus at the absolute most lenient grading on a curve just because I did think the two men's title matches were entertaining. We'll talk about those. I mean, that, that helps a little bit. But when you're talking about the Royal Rumble and the show was built around that match, for them to be that terrible, it's hard to give this a good grade. I mean... It's almost astonishing at, at how awesome the WWE is at shooting themselves in the foot. I mean, you just mentioned, you know, the men's title matches. Uh, I really liked the first half of Reigns Rollins and then you had the finish and, you know, you have the Sasha Banks booking and it, it's all just, it was a big giant spotlight on the lack of star power and their inability or lack of desire to build new stars. And unlike in previous years when the WWE is failing to deliver, I don't think the fans have the stamina to will something in- interesting into fruition like they did you know, with like Daniel Bryan or even Kofi. I'm not sure yet if this was the worst men's Rumble match of all time, but you know, at least in 2015, I cared about them screwing things up. You know, at least that one was interesting in, in the way watching a train wreck happen would be interesting. Um, now just numb to it. Uh, don't care. This was boring and uninspired. You know, the year is 2022 and it's Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, and a bunch of interchangeable mid carters. And, and that's not even touching on the women's division where I'm sorry, Ronda Rousey in the ring almost stinks as much as she, uh, as much as the thing she believes outside of it. Uh, baddest woman on the planet. I agree with that. She's real bad. Uh, and, and frank, <laughs> frankly, uh, the WWE setting fire to the WrestleMania sign a second time after the men's <laughs> rumble match is a perfect metaphor for this promotion. Dude, so bad. God. The comments are flooding in our chat. Thanks to everyone that's joining us live right now. Lots of F's, lots of D minuses. Even my mother checking in the matriarch of top rope nation. Thanks to Yay. Mrs. Drosty for checking in life with three daughters. <laughs> that's right. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so guys, we're going to break it all down. We'll talk about some of the positives. We're going to dwell on some of the negatives. I think it's hard not to. Um, Before we do, let me just say, if you are watching on the YouTube channel, please subscribe to the channel. Help us out. If you're watching on Facebook, Twitch, or Twitter, head over to the YouTube channel and hit the subscribe button. It would help us out a lot. Uh, If you're listening to the show after the fact on our podcast feeds, available everywhere, Apple, Spotify, Podbean, topropenation.com, wherever podcasts are found, uh, subscribe, five-star ratings. If you leave us a five-star on Apple Podcasts, we, of course, will read it on the air, and I'll send you a free sticker for your trouble. All you got to do, leave your Twitter or Instagram username in that review so I can get a hold of you. And then, of course, the absolute best way to support Top Rope Nation is by becoming a Patreon supporter. We have all kinds of bonus content dropping on Patreon each and every week. We just dropped Top Rope Nation Classics the other day. Two and a half hours on the 1992 WWF Royal Rumble. A much better show. (laughs) I think you would all enjoy that one if you're not already a supporter on Patreon. We got Top Rope Nation Extra dropping every week. Last week, Kyle and good friend of the show, Liam O'Rourke, recorded 90 minutes for Top Rope Nation Extra on the conceptual history of the Royal Rumble match itself and how it has changed over the years since Pat Patterson came up with the concept so that was really cool to listen to they got those guys did a great job and as you're seeing right now in the video stream 
You got all the names coming across the bottom of all of our amazing supporters on Patreon. Thank everybody for your support over there, including three new patrons who joined in the last week. So I want to shout them out. Shout out to Dante, to Jeff and Lou. Appreciate you guys joining up. Hope you're enjoying the bo- the bonus content over there. And as always, it means a lot to us that you're pledging your hard-earned money to the bonus stuff we're doing at Top Rope Nation, making the growth of this show possible each and every month. So thank you all very much. Um, Justin, there wasn't anything on the pre-show, so nothing to talk about there. No matches on the pre-show, just the round table. So if you wanted to watch Peter Rosenberg talk about WWE, that's your jam. There you go. Woof. Uh, <laughs> and then you get to the show itself. Now, i got to say, they had a massive crowd there. So yeah, shout it- out for that. The dome looked great. The the lighting yeah. and the production outside of setting things on fire. It, it all looked really terrific. Yeah. It's uh, 40,000 people, strong crowds. You have to give them credit for that. I mean, the show itself it doesn't even matter what's advertised. They sell the show out practically in advance with nothing announced because it's all based on the Rumble match. And when the Rumble match, though, doesn't deliver, that's why I got to bring down the grade so much as we'll get to at the end. But I mean, you got to shout out that I'm sure they had a lot, a great live gate. Now, if I had traveled down there, Justin, you know, when this was first announced, we talked about it a little bit because mm-hmm. we're only about a five and a half hour drive from St. Louis. You know, we drove, we drove the four hours to Chicago for all out. We drove the three hours up to Minneapolis for, for full gear. But I got to say, I never consider going to the Royal rumble. And if you would have even told me a few years ago that I wouldn't consider going to a Royal Rumble that was within driving distance, I would have called you crazy. But I, yeah, it would have been a long freaking drive home today if I went to that show. I mean, do you regret not going, Justin? God, no. I, I <laughs> shit, I regret just watching it in the comfort of my own home last night, <laughs> let alone yeah. driving five hours and spending all the money on food and hotels and the show. God. I mean, there was a lot of people I follow on Twitter that were there, and I hope they had a good time. You know, with mm-hmm. the friends, that would have been fun to see a bunch of people there. But the show itself, I mean, that's why you go disappointing. Now, when they started this thing off with Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins in match number one, you got to think about, okay, maybe we're, we're in for a good night because this match, like, it kind of delivered. And the build for this match hasn't been too bad, you know, bringing in the fact that Seth broke up the shield all those years ago that Roman's not been able to beat Seth. So I mean, they had a decent story going with the match and the match itself was pretty good. I wouldn't call this like a classic or anything. I thought it, it was fine, but here's the problem for me. We've gotten basically post WrestleMania 25. You can always guarantee that these big WWE matches are going to include kicking out of multiple finishers as it's just built in. It always happens. So I don't even really pop for that anymore. You know, like, yes, Seth had the near fall with the curb stomp. The audience actually bought that. I didn't buy that at all. I didn't think he was <laughs> Roman Reigns that early in the match, but the crowd was into it. So credit to him for that. You know, you had Seth kicking out of the Superman punch. You had the spear and everything. But like that doesn't just it doesn't do it for me. To me, it was a bunch of big spots. The crowd, yeah, there was the, you know, the power bomb on the outside through the table, but just a dreadful finish. So I can't, they had a decent match, but I can't give it any higher than like three and a quarter. I mean, that's about as high as I'm going on the show. And I didn't think anything on the show was above four stars, certainly not even close. The best match on this show I thought was three and a half stars, which we'll get to later, just slightly better than this one. Three and a quarter stars for the opening match. I, what, what did you think about it, Justin? I liked the first half of it. Um, cause that seemed at least a little unique. You, you kind of touched on it with, uh, Seth doing all the shield stuff with the power bomb and, uh, Seth really getting into some of his, uh, maneuvers that he hasn't used for a while. You know, he attempted a Phoenix splash. Uh, there was the buckle bomb and the stomp, which led to the, the kick out that you referenced. Then after that, it just kind of turned into your typical Roman Reigns match of the past two years or year and a half. Um, the whole story in general kind of confused me just because they're both heels and you have this super heel obnoxious Seth coming out to something everybody loves with the shield entrance and that moment when he's trying to do the shield fist bump while saying, I always loved you. And I I just found all that to be kind of weird. Like, I don't, I don't know what the rooting interest is. 
and then you know you go into the the guillotine choke with the disqualification i i don't know yeah it just all kind of confused me and just didn't it, it took me out of the match a little bit frankly so you're saying cackling seth just doesn't do it for you still shocking shocking i know <laughs> yeah like it was kind of cool to hear the whole shield entrance again with the whole sierra hotel india echo stuff but when he's coming down kind of dancing with the big smile kind of took away from it a little yeah. bit I, I don't know and yeah like the way he would laugh at roman in the match that he couldn't beat him it's, it's part of the story yeah it wasn't really doing it for me i guess though it it built up to the finish nice in that roman lost it like here's this guy laughing at me i can't pin him i'm putting him in the guillotine and i'm not letting go but then the finish happens so seth is right by the ropes and he's getting choked out. And so then the referee lifts Seth's, Seth's hand and he just drops it on the rope. Like, what the hell? <laughs> it <laughs> it the did look. Come up with? Yeah, it did almost look like the ref intentionally did that, which was also a little confusing <laughs> totally. for a second. <laughs> <laughs> totally. So then, yeah, so Roman won't break because, he, first of all, he's probably thinking, what the hell is this ref doing? I'm not breaking the hold. Mm-hmm. Second of all, he wants to teach. Seth a lesson, so he just cinches in the guillotine, and the ref counts to five, and it's a DQ finish. To me, like they didn't want to beat either guy, but that is not how you start off. Arguably, your second biggest show of the year with that kind and, of a finish. And you know, and speaking of not wanting either guy to lose, they're still in the same predicament because you got to think this is going to be going to Crown Jewel, you know, a rematch. So they still are going to have to deal with this problem of not wanting either guy to lose. Yeah, um, as Carl threw out in the chat, smacked wanting a rematch. That mm-hmm. does seem to be the case, yeah, because you know he still hasn't beat Seth, so we're definitely, I think, going to get a rematch um, moving forward. So the crowd did not like the finish, right? There was a lot of booing, also because of the chair shots. Yeah, Roman really healed it up with all the chair shots. I think you're getting a mix of people not liking the finish and also, of course, the heel work afterwards, but loud boos. You heard the booze, well, as Vince McMahon so would say. Two things there. Once again, going back to just being confused as to the heel baby face di- dynamic, are, are we supposed to sympathize with literally the most obnoxious person in the entire promotion? <laughs> exactly. It was a heel, a strong heel. Well, and then, strong is debatable, but like one of the most pushed heels until recently. And, and you know, and just WWE in general, I have zero trust in what i'm hearing as far as crowd noise goes because it sure sounds like it's loud sometimes but then you look out into the crowd and it doesn't look like anybody's really into it so i i don't know i i just i have a hard time buying into any loud booze or loud cheers. yeah dude it's it's always so hard to gauge on these stadium shows because mm-hmm. of the people are so far away but i thought that too it's it sounded like a lot of piped in noise throughout the night um especially in the rumble match the men, mm. both rumble matches but especially the men's match i mean they were sitting on their hands for a lot of that one we will get to that at the end but yeah this is again it was a fun match wasn't a great match it's nothing i would ever rewatch. frankly it's not a match anybody's gonna remember in a few months so you know moving on moving on we get to the women's oh, do we have rumble. to do we have to move on? Can we just stop here? <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Thank you for tuning into Top Formation. We'll see you guys next week. Um, yeah, this is not good. It was predictable because word got out that Ronda was going to be coming back. And, you know, in both cases, the rumbles were predictable. Now, we've talked about before, pro wrestling being predictable is not always a bad thing. Mm-hmm. But it's in the execution, as uh, as we will talk about. To me... The biggest problem with both of the Rumble matches is you have this developmental brand and you don't use it at all in the Royal Rumble. Like later in the show, they had an NXT 2.0 commercial and I put out on Twitter, you know, it'd be a lot better than running a commercial, putting some of those people in the Rumble matches. I mean, (laughs) what are we doing here? They're bringing out all of these names from the past from, you know, we, as much as you want to talk about the women's revolution and all that they're bringing out all these names of people who couldn't work in their prime i mean these were just this is the model era of women's wrestling in wwe and they come out many years past their prime and they certainly can't work now 
and it was just sloppiness after sloppiness. We've got uh, Sasha out first. So you're thinking, okay, starting off good here, right? Sasha Banks, yep. maybe she'll go like bell to bell. Out comes Melina from way back in the day. Crowd was happy to see her. I'll give him that. But then as you go down the order, it's it's Sasha, it's Melina, it's Tamina, it's Kelly Kelly, Aaliyah, Liv Morgan, Queen Zaliga, Zelina, then Bianca comes out, Dana Brooke, Michelle McCool, who was in this match forever, saw a funny tweet about how Michelle McCool had more crosses on her ring gear than this guy's grandmother's house. Thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> Can't remember who that was, but that was a great tweet. Uh Dude, they took Sasha out so early. She, she barely the, got any time. She was the third one eliminated, I'm pretty <laughs> sure. Third one out. And, you know, talking about star power earlier, it's like, especially with this women's division, there's there was only like four or five women who had a real chance of winning this thing. And so you dump one of them. Not not only dump her early in this rumble, but you ruin the surprise of her coming back on, on Friday SmackDown. Same with Mickey James. How amazing would have that pop and moment yeah. been if we didn't know it was coming? Yeah. Brian in the chat, Sailor Moon gear. Yes, Sasha did have fancy gear for this match, which was cool. Mm -hmm. uh, unfortunately, she's only in the match for, I just had the time up, let's see, nine minutes and 44 seconds. I mean, that, that just makes me think she's like still somewhat injured or something or can't go 100% because there's no reason to do that otherwise. Considering Tamina was in there 16 minutes and 41 seconds. Mm. Yeah. Michelle McCool, 20 minutes. Um, Bianca, for their credit, was out there 47 minutes. So they gave her some serious burn. That was good. Liv Morgan was out there 37 minutes. Aaliyah, 22 minutes. So a newer face there. But I mean, as I said, as you go down the list of the talent they had, it's just, it's such an indictment of the promotion that they had to rely on this many names from the past and that they weren't even comfortable bringing up any NXT talent. Like, how do you not have Mandy Rose in this match? Mandy has been getting all the push on NXT 2.0. She's been on the main roster. She's been in the Royal Rumble before. You know, how do you not put her out there? I don't I don't understand that at all. Um, crowd was happy to see the Bella Twins. I did like Ivory coming out to write to censor. Now, that mm -hmm. was pretty funny. Yeah, I like that, too. Although I will say, like, I, I do like the Bellas, but it was... When Brie came out, there was the moment where, you know, her name popped up and said she was entrance number 19. And all I could think was, Jesus, we're only at 19. We're only 19 <laughs> women into this thing. Yeah, I know. Cameron, do we need to see Cameron again? I mean, at that point, that's where I was like, this is they are really scraping the bottom of the barrel. The names from the past out there. Um, yeah, Liv Morgan was eliminated by the Bellas. Not sure about that decision. Well, a couple of months ago, remember how pumped people were for Liv Morgan at that title shot at Raw, and they're really going to get behind Liv? Well, that, and, you know, that was actually one of the uh, moments in the match that I found very touching when Sarah Logan came out, and you could mm -hmm. very much see uh, how emotional it was for Liv Morgan to see that. Uh, very watery eyes, and then, of course, they're both immediately <laughs> eliminated by the Bellas. So, <laughs> yeah. so much for that. Uh, I was going to throw this out when I mentioned her. Ivory, 60 years old. Can you believe that? Insane. She does not look it. Look great. She looks younger than old. I do. Yeah. <laughs> looks younger than me after that night of sleep I didn't get last night. Uh, Lita can still go. Lita yeah. looked pretty good out yep. there. She um, was tremendous. <laughs> we're talking about it in the Facebook group. Too bad we're not getting that Lita Britt Baker match that was talked about for AEW. Although it's, it still could happen. Reports were out there that the AEW Lita negotiations were amicable and they left it open for something down the line. So we'll see. Uh, but yeah, Mickey James coming in at number 20. She got up to that point the biggest pop of the night mm -hmm. in the Rumble. I mean, like no question about it. She comes out with the Impact Women's title, which is pretty cool that they let her do that. She was in the match for almost 12 minutes, not a ton of time, but like, again, the crowd was really happy to see her. So I like seeing her in the match. But you uh, know, that's the thing. It's like there, there's two types of surprises coming up. There's a surprise like her where mm -hmm. she gets the big pop, comes in, eliminates one person, and then just kind of, you know, sits in a corner until it's their time to be eliminated or else the other way is, you know, the surprise comes in and then gets eliminated before the next person, the entrance is even in. Yeah. 
Oh, let's see. Chad is really blowing up here right now. Yeah, Brian kind of echoing what we said about it's a perfect example of WWE reaping what you saw. The recent releases and lack of development really showed on the presentation. Mm -hmm. 100% agree. Well said. Uh, Carl checking in. If they are doing Ronda and Charlotte anyway, why didn't they just have Charlotte as the heel do a twist on the Sean 95 finish and Ronda earns the title match another way? I think ever since Ronda was confirmed to come back, they were doing this. I don't think there was ever... Uh, I was listening to Meltzer talk about this earlier today, and there was never any other finish considered. Once Ronda was coming back, she was winning the Rumble. They were doing Ronda Charlotte. This is what Fox demands. Uh, I got I to gotta bring up a Kyle Ross quote here right now because we were talking about this yesterday. Word got out, Charlotte and Ronda at WrestleMania, and there's a lot of discourse about how you know they're not doing Ronda and Becky, the singles match that they should have done three years ago. You know, when they inserted Charlotte into that, made it a triple threat. And apparently that was originally talked about, but Fox wanted Ronda on SmackDown. Charlotte's on SmackDown. That's the match they're going for. Uh, in a year's time, they're planning on doing Becky and Ronda. But a lot can change in a year, you know. We don't know. Ideally, you capitalize first on Ronda and Becky, right? Like, that is that's the match everyone wants to see. But Kyle said, this promotion does not book for fans anymore they book for the biggest and easiest marks anywhere corporate america <laughs> it's true like yeah corporate america is who they're booking for that's that's where the where the bread is buttered i will say the argument against doing becky and ronda right off the bat is that for one i don't think you really know what kind of reaction ronda's going to get whether it gets a baby face reaction or a heel reaction and Becky is most certainly going to get cheered in that circumstance, yes. regardless of what Rhonda is. And I, I think they're really invested in this shitty big time oh. Bex heel run. So I guess, you know, if you if you hold off until WrestleMania in L.A., you got time to figure out what each of their roles is going to be. And most certainly that needs to be Becky as a baby face. So sad. <laughs> <laughs> my, my, my thought was that like if they did it it would force them to switch becky's character because yeah. this big time beck stuff is not good and yeah you're right she would 100 percent get cheered against ronda rousey ronda's a, a better heel too i think it'd be a lot more mm -hmm. natural for Absolutely. ronda to be a heel becky would be the baby face we're not getting it what i will say is i hope that they do a triple threat i hope they put sasha banks into that match and they do charlotte ronda and sasha to me, you know, Sasha's on SmackDown. They're going to need something for her. She's a star now. I mean, she's she's in The Mandalorian. You know, get her out there. She's it's there was so much last year about how, you know, she put over Bianca. Sasha's never had the big win at WrestleMania. She did what was required last year. Dude, give Sasha Banks the victory. Get her in that match. Yeah, That's I agree, what I'd but like it, to see. it sure sounds like uh Charlotte was really really pushing for this match against Ronda and I think Ronda would probably want the spotlight of a singles match at a WrestleMania, which she hasn't had yet. Um, I, I just like they should have done three years ago. Yes, exactly. Um, <laughs> but I just don't see that happening. I mean, obviously things can change, but yeah, yeah. No, I'm just saying I would, I would like that. And mm -hmm. you know, we'll see what happens. I don't know what they're going to do with Sasha Banks at that show, but frankly, uh, they, frankly, they, they might need to insert Sasha Banks into that match from what I saw of Ronda Rousey's, in-ring work at the Royal Rumble because that was Jesus those Shane McMahon punches she was throwing were awful <laughs> it's uh yeah let's talk about that so Ronda comes out she gets a really good pop from the crowd now pretty much everyone was expecting her I mean this had gotten out days ago but she still got this massive pop we should mention she had a baby four months ago so this is incredibly early for her to come back so props on that you could tell on the endurance front, like she's not there and you can't blame her. I mean, she just had a baby, but <laughs> yeah, the striking looked very bad. And that that's been something that has been an issue for her all along. You know, it, she could do like the judo stuff and roll and stuff in her submissions. It looks, it looks great. She needs work on strikes. The pregnancy is not affecting that. I, and this is not just for Rhonda. There's a lot of people in this promotion that don't throw good work punches Bring in Jerry Lawler, bring in Bret yeah. Hart, have them show the talent how to throw good work punches. Cause yeah, that's, that was pretty brutal. 
at the end, you get down to Rhonda and Charlotte. Rhonda takes her out, gets the victory. Pyro explodes, and they light the WrestleMania sign on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. He couldn't script this. <laughs> yep. So Rhonda celebrates. The WrestleMania sign's on fire. They evacuate <laughs> that section below the sign on the floor of the dome, which is why during the... Becky Dewdrop match, which followed this, um, the fans were quite distracted throughout. You saw everyone looking off to the side. Nobody really knew what was going on until you started browsing Twitter.com and you see that, oh, there's videos of the WrestleMania sign on fire. And they had to lower it down to the ground. They put out the fire. They raised the sign again. And then evidently at the end of the night, they caught the sign on fire once again. Perfect metaphor for the WWE. So, what did you think of Becky and Dewdrop? Quote, Kyle. Dewdrop! <laughs> Sorry, I, I had to do it for Kyle. Uh, I, I had a little blessing in disguise. My little man was being a bit of a handful towards the end of the Women's Royal Rumble. Um, so, you know, thank God they've fixed this on the Peacock. I was able to pause the Women's Rumble while I, I helped him put him to bed. Um, so, by the time I got back... Uh, I kind of was avoiding Twitter and Facebook at that point so that I, you know, if there's any good surprises or anything interesting happened, I wanted to see it, you know, quote unquote live. So, you know, I hit play and I watched the end of that match. And so for the entirety of Becky Lynch versus Dewdrop, I was catching back up on what everybody on Twitter was saying and the Facebook uh, discussion thread, which was very hard to keep up with. <laughs> It was really popping, man. Yeah. I was just hearing the constant ding of Facebook alerts in the background, trying to keep up with what's going on. Uh, I will say, I thought, you know, like the perfect summary of this match was I'm watching it with my oldest daughter. I let her stay up a little bit to watch this. She loves Becky Lynch. And she wasn't really saying much during the match. And then all of a sudden, you had Dewdrop, who just couldn't beat Becky, and she was whining. Keep in mind, she's the baby face. And she's on the ground, like, screaming and crying that she couldn't win. And my six-year-old all of a sudden just blurts out, will you stop crying? And I was like, (laughs) yes, she's right. I mean, this is the baby face. What are we doing here? Um, The story leading into the match was that Becky couldn't hit the manhandle slam on Dewdrop in the buildup. She finally hits it on her uh, out of the corner off the second rope to get the pinfall victory. And that was our finish. So no surprise, Becky retains. Uh, the crowd just wasn't into it. There's all this distraction going on with the WrestleMania sign. It was an okay match, but That's, I mean, nothing the thing I kept, out of your way. The thing I kept seeing was like, why is this still going? Why has this gotten so much time? And I'm wondering if it, maybe it was supposed to be shorter, but because of the WrestleMania sign going up in flames, <laughs> they had to give them some more time to put that out. Yeah, 13 minutes. Uh, 13 even. Yeah, I would be surprised. <laughs> Stay out there. We need some more time to get the sign situation handled. <laughs> um, all right. The next one to me was the best match of the show. Yeah. It was the WWE title match. Brock Lesnar, Bobby Lash. Now, this is a match we've never seen before. And they got to it kind of by accident um, because of, you know, Roman having the COVID situation before day one and everything. And then we got Brock Lesnar winning the WWE title. So we get a, you know, uh, less than one month title reign here out of Brock Lesnar to move the title to Bobby Lashley. As we saw, Bobby Lashley wins the title here. To me, the story right off was that that video package Amazing. was so good. I mean, Amazing. like they went through all their history. They showed the clips of, you know, amateur wrestling. This took me back to like SummerSlam 2002. Yes, that's what the, I was thinking. It was a better version yeah. of that. Yep, Rock and Brock at SummerSlam 02. It's just a great. We always compliment them on this. The people that work that work in the video production department of WWE are just top notch for yep. a show that oftentimes is so disappointing. It's it's hard to believe it's the same company. These people really deliver. I mean, that was a highlight right there. I was jacked for the match after watching that, and you know that is uh that's what you want and. They had a solid match, man. Like this was, it was more unique, obviously, because we've never seen it before than Roman Seth. Um, mm-hmm. I thought it was just, 
you know, two big dudes hitting each other hard. Sometimes this is what you want out of pro wrestling. What, what did you think? Because to me, this was this was the the match of the show. I I'm not saying it's like a four star plus match. I give it still about three and a half. But it was yeah. it was a fun match. Yeah, I liked it. I it's a bummer that you know they're so dead set on doing this Lesnar, uh, Ra- or excuse me, Lesnar reigns at WrestleMania because I I think this should have been a WrestleMania feud and a WrestleMania match. Cause I would have loved to have seen this without the interference at the end, mm-hmm. which you don't know, make sense for where they're going. You know, I'm not giving it crap for that, but, uh, for it to have really been worth or worthy of that promo at the beginning, I, I would have liked to have seen something clean at the end, but no, this was good. I actually kind of liked how all the German suplexes Lesnar was giving Bobby to start off with, you know, Bobby was taking it pretty normally on his back, but then eventually he was like definitely trying to squirm his way out of it when he's flying backwards, kind of more landing on his side, which makes sense for somebody trying to to get out of that damn thing or trying to uh, stem the the tide. I enjoyed it. I am really sick of that or the barricade spot, which they seem to do in almost every Lesnar or big man match where somebody has to go through the barricade mm-hmm. at that exact same spot. Yeah. They never do it anywhere else. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that, it, it, it was good. I enjoyed it. It's certainly my match of the night. Dude, it's such a thing where they it breaks in the exact same spot that like even in the video games, that's where you go. <laughs> yep. <laughs> to do it. It's so ingrained. <laughs> like it's gotta happen right there. Um, yeah, I so I think they pretty much did the finish that was planned for day one, although I believe at day one what was going to happen was that Heyman was going to go like Lesnar was going to win the title at day one, I believe. And then probably go on to drop it back to Roman at WrestleMania. And we would have the situation where maybe Heyman would go with Lesnar and then go back to Roman at mania. Like it's not exactly the same, but Heyman was going to factor into the finish. So what we got here, you know, is, is Heyman's out there with Brock Lesnar, of course. And Roman Reigns comes out. The referee has been taken out by an errant F5 attempt. And Roman motions to Paul Heyman to give him the title belt. And Paul Heyman gives him the title belt. And he takes out Brock Lesnar. Right? So this is how we're going to get to the WrestleMania match. Or how we could have got to the WrestleMania match. We didn't need the Rumble victory for Lesnar, as we'll talk about. But yeah, Heyman hands over the belt. Reigns lays out Lesnar. Heyman walks off with Reigns as Lashley goes over, covers Lesnar for the three count. We have a new WWE champion. It's Bobby Lashley. We've got Roman and Heyman once again back together. I I like that. That was that was good stuff. But the fact that almost like ninety nine percent certainty, Lesnar is going to be the one to dethrone Roman Reigns yes. after this giant title reign, just stinks. It just stinks. It's it's even worse than him ending the streak at WrestleMania 30 because, you know, I I was pretty upset about it in the moment. It's like, why don't you use that opportunity to put over a younger star? But the thing at the time, I, I we didn't realize how long Lesnar was going to be around. So that that has aged a little bit better. Obviously not the match itself, but him ending the streak aged fine. But now we're right back in the same spot. Why is he the one to do this? And as Kyle pointed out to us, why he's going to be the one to do is he's already jobbed out twice. So he's not going to do it a third time. No way. (laughs) He's not losing at Mania. Don't see it happening based on how his run's gone so far since he's been back. Yeah. I mean, they're doing it because they got no depth. They don't have any big matches they can do for WrestleMania, unfortunately. So their biggest match that they could do over on SmackDown is a match they've already done twice at WrestleMania. The first time was a pretty good match. Oh, the second time we were there was awful. (laughs) You know, Brock won that match, and uh, I assume Brock's going to win this match. So, repeat city, and this is this is why I I got into the thing with uh, adding Sasha into the women's match for SmackDown because we're getting these matches at Mania that we've already seen before on Mm -hmm. a big stage. Like we saw Ronda and Charlotte Survivor Series a couple of years back. Sasha would change it up a little bit. We're getting Brock and Roman Reigns, a match we've seen twice at WrestleMania before. You know, it's just, it's 
this is why I didn't even consider going to WrestleMania this year. You know, when it was first announced, I'm like, oh, it's in Dallas. I've got a lot of family in Dallas. I'd have somewhere to stay. Maybe I'll make the trip. Dude, I'm not spending hundreds of dollars to yeah. go across the country for this. I'm sorry. I've already seen, literally, we were there in the Superdome. We've, I've seen this match before, and no, it does nothing for me. So Yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I would have preferred it to be Lesnar Lashley at WrestleMania, and if they would have done it correctly, Big E Roman Reigns. That that was a play, yeah. but they, they crept the bed there. 100%. You're exactly right. And we saw it here because they had a fun match, Brock and Lashley. The hype would have been great. You yep. know, this could have been a WrestleMania match. Unfortunately, it is not. So at this point, it became very clear that Brock Lesnar was most likely going to win the Royal Rumble, right? Yeah. We like Brock Lesnar is going to win the Royal Rumble to set up the match with Roman, but I'm thinking in the back of my head, they don't have to do it. The story's already there. Correct. He could just yep. come out on SmackDown, demand the match because Paul turned on him. There we go. I mean, like you don't put the spotlight on somebody else for the raw side, you know, cause I don't, you know, who knows where they're going on the raw side. Uh, I got a couple of guesses, but they could have put the shine on somebody else and said, we get the most predictable ending to the Royal Rumble as we'll get to in a minute. But first, we got to talk about the mixed tag, Justin Joint. Mm. Miz and mm. Maurice. Do we? <laughs> Maurice was Miz the highlight. She was the best part of that match. Yes. True. The Now, hey, man, here's a, here's a name from the past who actually could work a little bit. Who mm -hmm. was expecting that Hurricane Rana spot? Yeah, that was terrific. Honestly, like she was far and away... When it comes from that era of wrestling, and I'm not throwing in Mickey James. I know she wrestled in that era too, but she was always a worker. Uh, but when it comes to like the models they were converting to wrestlers, I mean, no doubt Maurice shined on this show. And most of the other names that we saw in the Rumble were dreadful, right? Yeah. We had yeah. the It couple, Miz and Maurice, against the Grit couple. Ugh, yikes. Edge and Beth Phoenix. Um, Beth Phoenix was out there paying homage to luna vachon i saw her she put that on instagram the way she had her hair she had like some paint on her face and almost looked like the vein tattoos that luna vachon used mm -hmm. to have on the side of her head that was kind of cool so yeah it was uh i thought the match got way too much time i thought the last couple minutes got pretty hot and the crowd was with them and you know <laughs> that being said it was only 12 and a half minutes but it felt a lot longer yep yeah, this probably this probably needed to be on earlier in the night, um, or maybe you could have it could have kept this time and you put on Dewdrop and Becky at this <laughs> at this time to yeah uh, carve out some time from their match. But yeah, I I got bored pretty quickly with this match and just kind of buried my nose in my phone. Um, but yeah, you, and as you scotch said, as well. Oh yeah, yeah, I was definitely into the scotch at that point of the night. <laughs> Um, the finish was fine. It, it, it's kind of exactly what it needed to be. Uh, but that certainly doesn't make it interesting. Yeah. Yeah. We got the, uh, double spear from edge and Beth and then the double glamazon slam for the finish. I figured going in edge and Beth Phoenix were gonna get the victory. They did. As I said, the last couple of minutes, probably starting with the Maurice hurricane Rana out of the corner, which the crowd mm -hmm. popped for, they were not expecting that. At that moment on, like that's the if you're gonna watch it from there on is where you would watch. Like that is where it got pretty decent, uh, but overall, I mean, pretty pretty average match. So <laughs> <laughs> nothing nothing must see or anything. The men's rumble certainly not must see. Justin, oh jeez, yikes! Boy. I threw out on Twitter it's the worst men's rumble of all time. Um, to get Kyle Slots, he believes it's the second worst Rumble of all time. He still picks 2015 as being the worst. I think you're with me on the worst Rumble of all time. I mean, it's neck and neck. It's yeah. right in that conversation. You know, it like, can go either way. Like I said, it's because of what I said at the top, where at least there was uh, an emotional attachment to 2015. You know, it yes. was an absolute freaking train wreck, but at least that made it memorable in a kind of a bad way. I mean, this was just boring and bland and i have already forgotten the majority of it and we're not even 24 <laughs> hours removed yeah 
Yeah. I mean, like, the thing about Royal Rumbles to me is oftentimes they're rewatchable. Like, I go back mm-hmm. and revisit. I've just been putting them on in the background, like, all the time lately to get ready and try to get myself excited for this year's Royal Rumble match. And you look at 2015, which is a terrible one, as Kyle said, uh, poorly laid out, taking Daniel Bryan out of the match early. The crowd revolted, lots of chants. They hated Roman winning the famous shot of, of Roman and Rock at the mm-hmm. end where Rock is wondering what's going on as he's getting booed out of the building in Philadelphia. But that, to me, like you said, that's the difference is that the crowd was invested. And look, the first 20 minutes, it wasn't that way. Like, Brian was entrant number 10 in that match. He was only in there 10 minutes. So he was in there, though, like over over 20 minutes of the match was before the revolt. And we also had, like, decent returns. Like, Bubba Ray Dudley that night, he was number mm-hmm. three, got a huge pop because they're in Philadelphia, home of ECW. There was just, to me, even though it was a terribly laid out match, and it is one of the worst of all time, there was just a little bit more to like about it than this one, which was like, I didn't like really anything about it. And it got off to, you thought, a decent start. We were just talking off air about this. You get AJ Styles out there at number one. You get Nakamura coming out at number two. Of course, you know the history with them in New Japan Pro Wrestling and WWE. Michael Cole says... These guys have had a great rivalry over the last decade or so. What do you think the odds are, Justin, that Michael Cole has ever seen any of their Japan matches? Oh, zero. Zero chance. <laughs> Just curious. You know, and that's <laughs> funny because, like, this is basically where my note taking for the night stopped was making note of kind of cool seeing Nakamura come out at number two to go against AJ Styles. But then it's like that was immediately followed by, well, they've had one good match and that was in Japan. And if you give it any thought, their feud in WWE was awful. It was all based around them hitting each other in the nuts. Yep. And that's just like, oh, God, I mean, I guess this is what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. And it became very clear that, again, just like we talked about with the women, the depth issues in this promotion, this to me was the least star-studded rumble match I have ever ever seen i mean it yeah. was bad so after aj and knocker out there we get these three in a row austin theory who by the way has been doing segments with vince mcmahon and is not over whatsoever uh robert rude ridge holland talk about a murderer's row there <laughs> <laughs> then we get montez ford okay montez ford is a guy who should be getting a big yep. push this guy has it all like super charismatic can talk has a great look can work someone put this out there a few weeks ago on twitter and i 100 agree with them he said for everything people are saying about hook right now we should be saying the same thing about montez ford and i 100 percent agree he has everything to me he has everything that hook has you know and he's more experienced but he's in the tag team Tag teams flounder in WWE. We get the cool frog splashes. He had one in this match, but that's about it. Now, and he only got nine minutes in the rumble. Ridge Holland had twice as much time as him. Yes. I mean, Jesus. So, <laughs> <laughs> then we get Damian Priest. Then we get Sammy. And then Johnny Knoxville comes out. Oh. Johnny Knoxville, who hasn't been relevant in American pop culture in over a decade. There's children looking at their parents saying, who the hell is this guy? He comes out there. He gets the biggest pop of anyone so far in the match. Dude, if you're bringing in outsiders and they're getting the biggest pops of the night, that should be a major sign to you that something is wrong in this promotion. Yep. I I said to you guys last night, I think I put this in the chat. Look, Pam Anderson was at the 95 Rumble. This is like her heyday, the heyday of Baywatch, <laughs> right? She did not get the biggest pop on the show <laughs> in 95. Yeah. Here's Johnny Knoxville, the biggest pop on the show. What are we doing here? What are we doing? There was one point in the match I had in my notes here. The people in the ring were Ridge Holland, Austin Theory, Bobby Roode. I mean, like, come on, man. This is, no, here it is. Sorry. Holland. This is later in the match. Holland, Ricochet, Chad Gable, Dominic, Omas, and Austin Theory, and AJ was still in there. That was all the people in the match, like halfway through, 
talk about no star power. Like, luckily, AJ was still out there at that point, but they took him out soon thereafter. Yeah, I mean, mean, it's like, in some of those names should be stars. If WWE had done anything in the past three or four years, I mean, Chad Gable should be a star. Ricochet should be a star, but nope. Ricochet apparently is completely happy just being a geek. (laughs) They're not doing anything with them. He wants to stick around. Whatever, man, get paid. That's what you want to do, but... He's never going to be a star in WWE. They clearly don't see him as anything other than what he already is. Chad Gable, the ship sailed a long time ago. I mean, here's a guy with an interesting backstory with this amateur wrestling background. Who would have ever guessed that Shorty G oh. not get over, Justin? <laughs> Who could have ever guessed? Didn't Dominic see that Mysterio. Dominic Mysterio. How do you not have him share the ring at all with his father, who was also in the match? Now, I wouldn't have had him come out back to back because that'd be too hokey. Yeah. You know, kind of like Sami Zayn coming out and uh, having Johnny Knoxville come out right after him. That's a little mm-hmm. hokey. That would have been hokey to do that with the Mysterios, too. But I don't know how you don't have them share the ring together at all. I mean, it was just, again, like you go down the list and the order they came out. Gable, Dominic, Happy Corbin, Dolph Ziggler, Seamus, Rick Boogs. Madcap Moss. Oh, no. No. Like, this is just horrid. And there's no surprises either. Okay. How do you not put Ron Breaker in this match? (laughs) Like, how how does it not happen? I I don't get it, Justin. Like, a couple of years ago, we've seen people come. We saw Keith Lee come out, get a massive reaction. They can do it. They've done it with success. I don't know why you push back against that kind of thing, man. Don't I don't get it at all. In their Uh, defense, a tiny, tiny, tiny little bit. Drew McIntyre was a nice surprise. So, yeah, McIntyre returns. So that was good. And, you know, when we get down to the end, I did like the brief moment in the final two two with McIntyre and Lesnar where Mm -hmm. they went at it. That was nice. Yep. Doesn't save the match at all. (laughs) But that final two portion, which was very brief, that was good. McIntyre was good. Uh, but overall, uh, we yeah, should yeah. We, we should mention for all the WWE marks out there, because I'm sure they're screaming into their their phone right now listening to us. I, yeah, I <sighs> guess if you want to say Bad Bunny and Shane McMahon were surprises, fine. We'll give you that. Uh, they didn't do anything for me. No, I mean, it just tells you what the promotion thinks, though. I mean, WWE, at least for the last 24 ish years and, you know, started off. With Austin McMahon, that was good. But then after Austin McMahon, it became the McMahon show for the foreseeable future. And ever since that time, this has been a McMahon reality show masquerading as professional wrestling. And if you need any proof, it's at the fact that they think Shane McMahon is such a big surprise and that Shane McMahon threw out Kevin Owens. Luckily, Kevin Owens is getting paid very well. But uh, that's what they think of him. The other big uh, mistake they made in laying out this match was why is the hometown boy coming out at number 29 and only being in there for two minutes? Randy Orton. No kidding, man. Like that would have at least spiced up the match a little bit if you have him in there for a while, put him in there towards the beginning or the middle and have a bunch of eliminations. I mean, you, you could have made a moment where the crowd would be on their feet if he was just RKOing everybody in the ring, but nope, two minutes. Yep. Kofi Kingston was only in there uh, 21 seconds because uh, he blew the spot to the outside, unfortunately, and he jumped to the outside, tried to catch himself on the ringside barrier, but as they show on the replay, both of his feet hit, so he was out. He was so, supposed to be in there longer yeah, than that. Apparently, they had some big spots planned for him and Big E, which, you know, don't show the replay. Just don't don't show the right. replay. Get get in that ref's ear. Tell him to tell Kofi just to play it like he landed fine and, and go yep. from there. But whatever. Exactly. Um, Bad Bunny again, a celebrity got a huge pop. I mean, like the clip from the Rumble that's going around is Bad Bunny doing that Canadian Destroyer. That should not be like the highlight yeah. of the match. I mean, it's cool. He's a celebrity and everything, but like that's the one gif I see on Twitter today from this match. Like that is the one going around. You want your stars to have some gifts going around. I mean, I was, I was holding out. I don't know why I do this to myself, but 
we've talked about it so much on how they've blown Big E. And it's just like, what are they going to do on the Raw side? They could have had Big E win the Rumble. You know, they could have done that. Nope. We need Brock Lesnar in the most predictable fashion possible to win the Royal Rumble, despite him not needing this victory whatsoever. They, as I said, they could have put the shine on somebody else from Raw to set up the title match. Even Kevin Owens, man. Yeah. No, he got he got tossed by Shane McMahon. Well, and so and that's the thing is is Kyle pointed out. I don't remember if that was in our text thread or uh, on the Facebook thread. Was you didn't need Lesnar to win. You already had the built-in story, but they had to do that because they have no idea what that other match is going to be. They they don't know who they want mm-hmm. to be in the the other title match, and that's why they didn't have anybody else win this. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Well said. They don't know where they're going two months from now. <laughs> they, can't, they can't commit at this point to anything. So, yeah, as you mentioned, uh, Randy Orton came out at 29, was only in there for two minutes. He got a huge pop when he came out, hometown, huge booze when he got eliminated by Brock, you know, right away. Um, any, anyone else that we missed along the way? As I said, yeah, Drew, Shane, but nothing major in the way of super surprising returns which took away from the match to me the star power took away from the match to me the layout was poor pat patterson weeps as i said on twitter i mean aj styles getting eliminated by madcap yes Moss? dude that is horrendous <laughs> Ooh. i mean you have him out there 29 minutes at least have it be multiple people madcap moss Eliminating AJ Styles. That's, Nakamura know, only in there for five minutes and 51 seconds. <sighs> Some of these people who are talking about how they really enjoyed this show, and it's like they're actually trying to claim there's long-term storytelling. It's like the Rumbles were the Rumble matches were good because we got uh future matches out of it. I, I, we we got two, which we saw coming. <laughs> there's no long-term storytelling no. in this show. I don't know what people are talking about when they say that because how do you grade an event called the Royal Rumble good when the Royal Rumble sucks? Yes, there was two pretty decent title matches, but both Rumbles were among the worst of all time. Long-term storytelling, okay, that Brock Lesnar won the Rumble. Yeah, everyone saw it coming. It was predictable as hell. Like, if you want to see, and like Kyle put this in our text thread. Now, the Usos weren't in the Rumble, but mm-hmm. if they had planned accordingly, they could have had the Usos in the Rumble. And then they could have had Brock Lesnar like come out backstage and steal their spot or something. Like that yep. would have been some storytelling. And then in the background, Heyman's pissed, you know, or frightened. They didn't do any of that. There wasn't. He just, there, he just magically ends up with number 30. <laughs> and of course, it's number 30. You know, like it's just, it's not storytelling. You want to see storytelling within a singular show? Watch WrestleMania 10. Mm-hmm. Right, with what they did with Bretno, and that's storytelling across the show. This is just—it's predictable in the worst way. It took away from the match. It was so predictable, and what they did, and it was exactly what you thought. Brock comes out easily, tosses guys. Had that little interaction with Drew McIntyre, but tossed him pretty quick, and that's the finish. The pyro goes off, and they light the sign on fire again. Yep. Royal Rumble in the, the books. That was the other thing we didn't even mention about the women's rumble. Just Ronda easily tossing out Charlotte within like 30 seconds of their little stare off. And then that's it. Yeah. Yeah. If you've watched many Royal Rumbles like we have, I, you know, you're probably disappointed in this show. If you are new to wrestling, I don't know. Maybe you were entertained. I did see some stuff out there about people watching with groups of, of individuals who aren't really keen on pro wrestling and they had a good time or whatever. But here's the problem with that. Pro wrestling is a business built on repeat viewing. You got to get people to come back to spend money to stay invested. If you have a bunch of people over to watch the Royal Rumble because it's an easy match to understand and they have a good time, that's one thing. But are they doing anything to bring those people back? Did anything happen where they're going to commit five hours of weekly viewing to this product? I highly doubt it. Just having a good time one night does not matter. And when you're longtime fans who are spending that money and are committed and 
through all evidence to the contrary, are trying to keep watching, hoping they turn this thing around creatively, see it as the worst rumble or one of the worst rumbles of all time. As I told you, we got 200 votes in our Twitter poll. A lot of people chime in and it's a good sample. And overwhelmingly grading it a DF. That's bad, Justin. Yeah, That's real bad. Those are the people that know, not the people that are watching it one time casually. That doesn't mean it was a good event that some casual people thought it was a fun show because those people aren't going to be back. And that's not what the business runs on. You know, honestly, that was kind of my big question coming out of this show was to all of our listeners who are devoted to the WWE and they are because, you know, we keep having to cover this stuff because those get our biggest downloads. Yeah, You know, it's those WWE fans that want to hear about that show. And I just want to know, it's like, what do you like about this? You know, what, what's it actually going to take for you to stop watching this crap? Because I'm, I'm tired of covering it. We have an alternative. <laughs> we have an alternative. That's the thing is why it's, it's hard to stay mad at a show like this because we do have an alternative. Yep. There was a time when it was, unless you want to watch New Japan, which, you know, there was a little bit of an entry or barrier for a while. Now there's not. We got New Japan World. But for a long time, this was it. And TNA was bad. And when it and when WWE was bad, we were screwed. Now there is an alternative, guys. So it's it's hard for me to get too worked up. I'll review the show and talk about my problems with it. And I hope that they turn it around because we're gonna keep covering it. We do a podcast. We've mm-hmm. done a podcast for six years. You want to hear us talk about WWE? It is the biggest promotion in the world. We're gonna continue to talk about it, but it's sure a lot more fun when the product is good. A lot more fun. Please improve. <laughs> Please, I'm going to watch, you know, but like, God, it's so frustrating. So, yeah, I don't I don't know what what the motivation is. It's a it's a company with little moments, but not much in the way of storytelling. That's the problem. I I think it's just uh, uh, I think it's a younger generation who grew up with this kind of, quote unquote, short term storytelling where only moments matter. And they just, they weren't exposed to the wrestling we were exposed to when we were young, when, uh, things mattered in the future, you know, like it was long-term storytelling. We, I mean, we've talked about that ad nauseum. They just don't Mm -hmm. have that anymore. It doesn't matter. No. So that was the 2022 Royal Rumble. Everybody, uh, let us know your thoughts. As I said, at the top of the show. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Leave us a message. You can email us uh, at topropenation at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter at Ryan Droste, D-R-O-S-T-E. He's at Justin Joint, J-O-Y-N-T. Kyle and myself will be back later this week with a news-heavy show. Not going to lie, probably going to focus quite a bit on AEW on that show (laughs) because we have been the last few weeks pretty much talking all WWE, Royal Rumble-themed stuff. Uh, had some good shows drop, though. Check them out if you haven't. Uh, we had that great show with Michael Jenkinson last week looking at the greatest Royal Rumblers of all time. That was our number one most downloaded show of January. Thank you to Michael, who did a tremendous job on that pod, I thought. Um, I mentioned at the top of the broadcast, Rumble 92, Top Rope Nation Classics. I did post a teaser, 15-minute teaser, on our main feed. Check that out if you haven't heard it, if you want to hear the whole show. Join the Patreon page. We'd love to have your support over there. All kinds of bonus content dropping each and every week. And uh, Justin, anything else? Nope. Just thank you to everybody who's on our uh, Facebook discussion page because that's that's what made last night bearable. Yeah. That link is here in the broadcast description or you can search Top Rope Nation Pro Wrestling Discussion on Facebook and join the group. And Justin, best of luck to your San Francisco 49ers today, sir. I'm nervous. I'm real nervous. <laughs> it's uh, it's kind of hard to not root for the Niners in that game. I'm not going to lie. Uh, you know, you look, I actually <laughs> looked at, where do more of our podcast listeners live? And we have more listeners in the Bay Area than the LA area. But I mean, just being our age, growing up, watching the Niners, watching Jerry Rice, you know, having that nostalgia, Joe Montana, of course, watching the Joe Montana doc on Peacock right now, which Excellent. if you guys aren't watching, check it out. It's super good. I got to work. I got to root for the Niners in this one. Uh, yeah, buddy. And on the other side, 
We got the Bengals and the Chiefs. Got a lot more listeners in Ohio than Kansas or Missouri, guys. So if you're out there, good luck to whichever team you're rooting for. But I know a lot of you are list a lot of you listening are rooting probably for the Bengals. We'll see what happens over there. But the Chiefs look pretty strong. I am gonna enjoy Championship Sunday in the NFL Justin Joint. And uh let's see, Carl says rooting he's rooting for the Bengals, as is Mr. Liam O'Rourke. Oh, that's right. Liam's probably rooting for them because of the Brian Pillman connection. Mm. There you go. There's your wrestling yeah. connection. That makes sense. So, yeah, enjoy Championship Sunday. Hope you enjoyed the review. Thanks to everyone who tuned in live. If you want to join us live in the future, subscribe to the YouTube page. You can catch this before it hits the podcast feeds. I'll be putting that out here momentarily for all the podcast listeners. And we will catch you Thursday afternoon. Have a good week, everybody. Catch you soon. Catch you soon.